0: Hello, welcome to my podcast, Michaela Wayne Interviews, discussing all things business, careers, and current affairs with special guests who are in the public eye or have an inspirational story to tell. Today, I will be interviewing Justin Morehouse, comedian, actor, father, and vegan. Justin rose to fame on Phoenix Nights and has been highly successful on the comedy scene. He tells us all about his career before comedy and his opinions on the importance of education. Justin Morehouse, welcome to our podcast. Actor? Yep. Comedian? Yep. Father? Yes. Vegan? Yes. <laughs> is there anything that you can't do, Justin? Uh, uh,
1: I can't sing at all.
0: Oh, really? I
1: can't sing, yeah. A
0: nice, uh, raspy voices, though.
1: Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? I, I, I had some singing lessons once and... Um, the person said, oh, anybody can sing. And I just, I did a bit of singing. And she went, I don't think you're very good at singing. <laughs> so I, I, I've, there's a lot of jobs that I've gone for where I, well, I could have gone for, but I wouldn't because I can't sing, so.
0: So in pantomime, you swerve that, do you?
1: Pantomime, I do it like speak, speak, singing. Do
0: you want to? So I could
1: soon? talk to the animals. <laughs> walk with the animal. <laughs> that's how, oh, so right, yeah, I right. did, uh, once I did a panto at the Opera House, and it was, um, the end, it was everybody, you know that song, Yeah. and it was me who had to get everybody going, so it was like, uh, it was whatever, ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much for coming to our panto today at the Manchester Opera, and it was like one of them, but you had to hit a beat, and the, the musical director, the guy called Steve Power, every night was just looking at me, going, just, just, just go, <laughs> yeah, because it was me, I was leading the band, so, yeah. so I no, I can't. I'm not very good at singing, so that's my thing. I can't play any musical instruments, don't know any foreign languages. Everybody, when you say to them, What do you wish you could do? they all wish they could play a musical instrument or speak a foreign language, but no one does anything about it. No.
0: When I mean, you could actually learn it, it's Easy. not that difficult.
1: My daughter plays the piano, and uh, she's, she's really good at it now. She's I been doing be it sure. a couple of years. 15? No, no, 13. 13. Yeah, so she's uh started you know, she's she's really good.
0: Now, Justin, to get to know you a little bit more nah. I've just got a quick fire round for you. Quick fire. And then we can go into the okay. business of the business. Yeah. So my daughter's business at school
1: and every time she goes, I've got to do my business, <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> 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 and then a mum goes, Taking
0: care of business. What well, mum thinks that's her as well. Yeah, yeah. Is it is a mum funny as well,
1: uh, not as funny as me, but yeah.
0: I imagine you have to be quite funny though to be with a comedian because it must. If it's oh yeah, she is. I guess it can get yeah. quite relentless though if you are just constantly cracking. No, because
1: it's not like uh, it's like a walking <laughs> around the house shaking their hand and i have got a buzzer on and like smell me flower. It's not like it's not like I'm a clown twenty four hours a day. <laughs> you
0: it's know, not like, like that isn't you imagine give your, it though? But
1: when you give your kids like the breakfast, you're not negotiating with them. I are do. Are no, <laughs> All it right.
0: isn't. Everything is a negotiation. <laughs> nowadays. It's like mum Instead of having two pieces of fruit, can I yeah. have one fruit and, and one biscuit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a negotiation with a child Right, okay, so I'm going to do this Find out more about you Alright Peter or Paddy?
1: Uh, difficult Paddy
0: Oh, right, okay, good uh, Balm or Roll? Uh, bam. Hummus or Aubergine? Hummus Brexit or Remain? Remain Stage or Screen? Stage Money or Fame? That's a difficult one. Money. Yeah. Pub or bar? Neither. Mm. Don't drink. Teetotal. Cats or dogs? Dogs. City or United? United. Actor or comedian? Comedian. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I feel like I know you a bit That's then. a that's
1: a tough. Like Peter or Paddy, one is a tough one because I see more of Paddy now. Yeah. And you're talking about Paddy beginning to be Anyone's wondering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't see I don't see Peter uh, very often. Uh, but I'm, you know, often when you did little interviews, they'll go, do you mind if we talk about Phoenix Nights? Yeah. And I've been on the other side of it where I've been chatting to, like, someone who used to be in Emmerdale, and now they're doing some kind of tour of, of a Alan Eightborn play. Mm-hmm. And they go, I'm not talking about my time in Emmerdale. You think, well, why do you think you're here? Yeah. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you hadn't been in Emmerdale, you'd be sat here. So yeah. I'm really, really grateful for, for what Peter did for me, giving me part in Phoenix Nights. If he hadn't have done, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here.
0: Yeah, but was you already a comedian no,
1: Well, yes, but not of any standing at all. I was six months in. Oh, yeah, right. I was really new. I was brand new.
0: And so then, can I ask you about that as well then? So when you're doing um, your stand-up comedy, like the comedy club and stuff, when you first signed, do you get paid for them slots or is it all?
1: Um, it's different now, but when I started out, I, funnily enough, I did a lot of open mic nights. So there's a lot of that going on. Mm. There's a, a really good kind of um, rule in stand-up comedy, I think, is work for free until you're good enough to be paid. And once you're good enough to be paid, stop working for free. Right. So, And it's about knowing when that line is. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about like going try trying new material out like and going to open mic nights and doing... Like, I still go to nights now where I'm not on the bill or and I say, can I do 10 minutes because I've got some new stuff? You don't expect to get paid for that. Um, but when I started out, it was open mic nights and we used to do this thing called uh, Raw at the Frog and Bucket. And uh, we used to get a fiver. Even just, like, brand new, you get a fiver expenses. Uh-huh. And in those days, a fiver would buy me a packet of fags. So I was like, every week I would do it because I thought, at least I'd get a packet of fags out of it. So, um, so I, was, I was, yeah, you, you, I worked for about, in my first year, I did about 250 shows. And I had a full-time job.
0: So you was doing it weekly then? Every night. Nearly every night, yeah. Oh, every
1: night, yeah. Okay. I had a full-time job as well. And uh, I was a salesman. A good one? And uh, now. No, not really. I
0: imagine you would be good, though, because you're no. funny and people buy into you, not
1: the product. Yeah. Uh, we keep flip-flopping around here, but I'll give you an answer to that as well. <laughs> I look, look back now on my career, uh, what it was called. I was new business sales. And you know what? I wasn't I wasn't that kind of killer enough just to ask for the order and all that kind of stuff that you're supposed to do. I wasn't really interested in that. I wasn't... The thrill of the chase wasn't that. that. For me, now, if I look back and if I was giving me a job I'd put me in charge of business development i'd look after customers and you know i was yeah. really good at that and i was really good at extracting more out of them so once yeah. we got them i would really make sure and i kept them do you know what so i mean so you
0: could like upsell they'd be yeah. friends you were good a account manager yeah and
1: no one would even no one left me do you know what i mean because <laughs> we were getting new business and we were looking after our own customers as well and never lost customers right but i was just that kind of i think i might have been a bit shy and what I was selling there wasn't anything unique about it. And because I'm quite honest, I I'd, I'd go into these meetings and they would go, Oh, our parcel delivery service is slightly better than that one and they yeah. you know, and I would just trot out the usual features. It was all just features and benefits and all that sort of stuff. And anyway, I was very good at knowing when I was about to get sacked. That's what I was very good at. <laughs> and then I was good at getting another job and that's what I did quite often.
0: You was so you was flip flopping about it too? Is that what they call the it? Short term of what's happening in the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah. So I, I kind of worked. That's that was the last sort of jobs I had. I worked for Citylink, Parcel Line, TNT, Green Line, a company still which called Crowfoot's Carriers. So and I there might be more than that. And then a different city like franchisee. So I had seven jobs in the same industry in about. Less than five years. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, you're a nightmare. So then, when if I would have received your CV, being the seventh employee. Employer, yeah, but you wouldn't put it, like, it all on. At six, to, oh, you wouldn't put it. On. Yeah, you would put it all you on. You wouldn't put it all Everything
1: on. gets extended a little bit. I mean, you everything, put it all yeah, on.
0: everything gets... So you had two jobs
1: for six years. In in those days, yeah, but also it was that kind mm. of industry. It was like you knew everybody anyway, and they'd say, "Come and work for us," and you know that sort of thing. So you headhunted a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but before that, before I sort of worked in in that kind of sales, I'd done also. I mean, I've had like forty jobs. <laughs> I've literally been a milkman, market trader, painter and decorator for a few weeks.
0: Well, so do you think that all this has had um, an impact or contributed to then you developing your personality of being funny? Or was you always a character?
1: I think, yeah I, was, yeah, I was funny. But then again, so were all my mates. Everyone, all your mates are funny, aren't they? But I think I was the loud mouth. I think I was the one who'd take the joke too far. Yeah, I was the one who go the extra mile for you know for the joke, <laughs> and also I loved comedy as well. You know, I loved it like, like I loved comedy as much as I love football and music. Yeah, I was a comedy fan. I was a bit of a nerd. Yeah. So before I met Peter Kay, I used to go and watch him. Yeah. Like you know, follow him around when he was kind of famous around here, and Johnny Vegas. I was a big fan of Johnny Vegas at the same time, but I used to go to, and I never ever i'd made the correlation between liking comedy and then doing it and then one day i don't know where oh it was for another company i worked for uh, in between all those other companies i was driving around bolton fully enough uh for a small small company i was doing it because it was all hands on you know and the, the franchise didn't have enough drivers that had to go out and deliver some parcels and i was just driving and i just thought and i i, I remember thinking i was in bolton and and the Peter connection, everything, and I thought, I wonder how you become a comedian. I was twenty nine then. I, thought, I wonder how you become a comedian. So I, I literally found up the comedy club from the car, and I said, "How would you become a comedian?" <laughs> like it is really weird. And the guy goes, "Oh, you need to have balls of steel. You need to like just come and do it. That's the only way of doing it." Oh
0: god, I, so, I feel like nervous for you now. Yeah, if you're telling me sorry, I would just be, pa- I'd be in full panic mode.
1: So he booked me in. He booked me in for a for a, a gig, and. Uh, I went, I went along the first week. So that was the first kind of like night I went down, smashed it. It was brilliant. But I had about 30 mates there.
0: So, all right. And yeah. so how long was you on for the first time? It's just a five-minute five slot. Five minutes, yeah. And then, so before you went, I, was you like, right, this is two my weeks.
1: order? I had two weeks before I did it. Right. And I would go and drive my car into the hills. Yeah. literally like in the middle of nowhere and forced myself to write down funny things and it was just so you know looking back now the stuff i did was awful
0: well that's that another thing i was thinking so obviously you're northerner you're a northern comedian you've got the stigma do people? Stigma? Oh, no, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. It's like a mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A badge. A, a northern yeah. comedian. Um, I think you should be proud about.
1: Obviously, I'm a northern comedian. I'm, I'm not. I, my show's called Northern Joker, the current tour that I'm doing, and I'm not. I'm not very parochial. I'm. I'm proud of where I'm from and what I am, and um, and my background. I mean, my back, My my parents were, you know, very much working class, aspirational working class. You know, they bought their own house. My grandparents had bought their own house, which is quite unusual for that era. Yeah. No one knows. My granddad went to the war and came back with some money in the suitcase. It's a really odd story. No one really knows. But well, they... Well, some money in the war. Nah, I think he might have won it gambling or something or... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But my both my grandparents and my maternal side were literally from slums. Literally. You know, houses that have been... Demo- you know, slum clearances now. My grandmother was one of 13 and not even a Catholic. And my, you know, seriously, <laughs> and my granddad's family, you know, street fighters and that kind of, like, proper, like, you know, thing. And, and I'm, quite, I'm quite glad that that's in me, really. There's a bit of a work ethic that's in me.
0: Yeah, because then it's going to pass down then to your mother. And then that's instilled in you, like my mum was the same, I guess, dragged up. If you like, she lived in a house that had no carpets where she lived. It's all been flattened now. She lived with her grandparents, not her parents. And so she was dragged up. But so when we was brought up, she was like, you've been lucky. You've even got carpets. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had a look, you know, you
1: know, we, we definitely were working class, but we had a nice, you know, it was it was fine. You know, my dad was in and out of work a lot. Uh, because of the kind of jobs that he did, and he was, you know, getting married redundant. So there was times when, you know, times were tough, and that it's mum always worked when she could. You know, it was it, I'd never had a stay-at-home mum, so just a very typical kind of.
0: And so then, what was there like with you with your education? Was there you do uh, well at school? Was uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, it's difficult to say really because it's a long time ago now can't really remember ever being told to do my own work
0: and was you thinking then so you're young obviously this podcast is aimed at business careers young yeah. people helping them to see what they could perhaps the potential fulfill the potential yeah was you at this point at 16 years old I did not have a clue what I wanted to be some people do they know I want to be a doctor did you have any idea nothing I no, no
1: grand ambitions like you know there was no path for me I don't want to sound like I'm slagging my parents off on my background or anything like that, but it wasn't very aspirational, you know. It wasn't... Uh, I, I look back now and I'm different with my kids, you know what I mean? I'm kind mm-hmm. of hands off and do what you want to do and, you know, you know. I, I hate the idea of someone being forced into something they don't want to do. I think that's only second worst to not being shown anything. Yeah, yeah, Which to I think maybe I was. I, I don't know, mum and dad had four kids
0: and life was tough and... You know, and they didn't But I think it's a change in times as well. Yeah. As parents now, you're more educated on what you should do with your kids yeah. as well. Like, I think. And they didn't go to university. They
1: didn't, you know. Uh, my brother was the first one in our family to go to university.
0: And I'm guessing in, in that point, though, that's like a, a real big achievement. In those days as well, because normally the working class people wouldn't really have gone to university. Yeah. It wasn't a thing, no, was
1: it? No, no. And, it, I, you know, I look back now, and if I've got any regrets, and this is, this is not about me, is it? It's about people taking advice and my 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 simple bit of advice would be would to just never think you can't do anything Mm. sorry i'll say that correctly never think that anything's impossible because it's not yeah you can go to university if you want or you can do an apprenticeship or you can get a job or you can start your own business you've just got to do it yeah you've got to you've you know got to work hard life is about working hard but if you find something you love it's not hard work yeah i think that's really trite and obvious but that it for me that's the thing it took me and now i look back on it not that long really only about 10 years or so to find my thing that i wanted to do when i found it i just clamped onto that and didn't yeah, let it go imagine that
0: at the time you think oh, i'm 29 you're in a net of jobs like i was married i had on? a
1: child yeah you know uh wasn't you know we, we divorced now. we divorced quite soon after that. So clearly weren't wasn't 100% everything wasn't great at home. Um, unfulfilled, dowdy, you know. I imagine
0: you feel like old at the time as well. You feel mature yeah. and now looking back, you think, oh, actually it wasn't... I look
1: back now then when I was 29 and I look, I feel younger now than I did then. I'm more alive now than I was then.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's the the point. When you find something that you really enjoy and you can do it and you're good at it it's such a thrill
0: Yeah, it's true, such a ride true. it's such a
1: you know I, I, I've often said that I've never had a day that's nearly 20 years now I've been doing stand up I've never had a day where I've woke up and gone oh I've got to go to work
0: Yeah.
1: and very rarely did I ever wake up and go oh I've got to go to work Yeah. you know I love what I do every day is great I mean there's some I mean who wants to be sat driving a car on the M6 for nine hours I mean that stuff's boring yeah. and you know trains and planes and boring hotels and that sort of stuff's good but standing in front of a room full of people and them laughing just like for a needy little prick like i am oh, it's perfect yeah and you get paid for it you know yeah and you yeah. get to travel the world i think the difficult thing to understand and realize i think, is when you are young you're not young forever mm. so don't worry about it because it might be a bit shitty now but it will be. It'll be all right soon.
0: Yeah. Think, think back and when you and was. Everybody's in. had to go through that. Yeah. I had some terrible jobs. Being a waitress, a buzz girl. I got fired all over the show. Worked at Matalan. I just I hated everything that I did as well. But everybody goes through all of that, and then it teaches you this is what real life is about and sometimes people
1: like you can't work for people
0: yeah can't.
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's That's the problem that you know and i i think i won't be told anything sometimes yeah and i think you know there's you you have to be honest with yourself and say sometimes that holds holds people back who are self-employed and entrepreneurial which is you know what you are and in a way that's what i'm supposed to be as well i create my own work and that's what i i do create my own market and, and that sort of thing but if you're if you're doing that because you can't have a boss, which is like what a lot of people do, yeah. it can be a whole... Sometimes it's, it pays to listen to people.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to find the right balance. And you, I think you've got to know yourself. You're either going to be really great at running your own... But I think a lot of people think, oh, it's walking apart running a business, especially because I wasn't very bright. I just got by with everything. And so then people seen me starting my own business and which is a really nice thing, then they would feel inspired and start their own business, but then realise the difficulties of having your own business. It isn't just, oh, willy-nilly, start your own business, it's this easy, I'll come and go as I please, I've got nobody telling me what to do. You've got responsibilities. Um, right, my final question is, what is your opinion on women comedians?
1: Um, same as male comedians. Some of them are funny, some of them aren't. I think
0: I don't, in general...
1: I don't think... I think right... I think I think women, some of the funniest people I know are women, some of the unfunniest people I know are men. Some of the funniest people I know are men, some of the unfunniest people I know are women.
0: Yeah.
1: I think um, it, there's n- it's not about women comedians, it's about the audience's take on it.
0: Yeah. I think th- it's nice to see there's lots more coming on. Yeah. All my favourite comedians, to be honest, are men. Yeah. Uh, and it isn't that I don't find women funny, I do, but it, it is the audience perception, that like you say, and getting used to... I, don't, I can't think of
1: anybody funnier, uh, I, I, you know, than Victoria Wood. Yes. I can't think of anyone funnier than Julie Walters. I can't think I've ever laughed as much as watching uh, uh, Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders do
0: some stuff. Yeah, I actually did a yeah. French star. Yeah. yeah.
1: So there are loads of female comedians out there, loads, and there's been a history of millions of them. Can
0: I ask, do you not think that
1: they're just held in kind of like a golden era? All right, Sarah Millican's one of the funniest people I know. Yeah, she's you know, good. Yeah, um, I think uh, Sarah Pascoe is really, really funny. I think, I mean, I know you know I, the fact that we have to sit here and, and list them. Uh, Felicity, uh, Felicity Ward is absolutely brilliantly funny Australian. There's loads of great female Australian comedians. Female Australian comedians have got this real great edge to them. Yeah. I really like. There's a real sass.
0: Yeah,
1: you know they're kind of like there's something about them. My mate Kiri Pritchard McLean, who lives in in Collier, he's making waves now. She's dead funny. There's loads of, you know, her and uh, Rachel Fairburn have got this podcast about serial killers that's massive. And they're really funny on that. So I don't think so. I think that sometimes the environment of comedy clubs makes it hard for uh, audiences to sort of accept that women are funny. It's a bit... Weird. Because there's a lot of misogyny in comedy as well. There's a lot of there's a lot of misogyny in other comedians. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. When
1: I started out doing comedies in a classic comedy store bill, which is compare, two acts, interval, two acts, finish, they would call the act first after the interval the girl spot because it's really? perceived to be the easiest spot. It's like Why? the best spot to have. It oh, just really? is the easiest. The audience have warmed. warmed up. They've had an interval, had a drink. They've all been to the toilet. They, they know how good it's going to be, so you just go on. It's not too late in the night, so that sort of thing. Yes. But
0: I think, you know, I've always, yeah, I, I'm kind of... A lot of, of th- men joke about women. I know women will joke about men, but it, because it was mainly flooded by men over the years, the, yeah. the comedy scene, and a lot of them would be, like, at the wife's expense, like, you know, our made-up wife and these men... Yeah, yeah, milk. yeah. yeah, and it, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not funny, but I'll laugh along with them all. But that's
1: because we're changing them, aren't mm-hmm. we? You know, misogyny and, and, and that sort of... Um, Perception of, 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 of women in society is slowly changing. Would I was you, brought up by a very powerful woman. Yeah, I think and, northern
0: women are. It's yeah,
1: and and I never it never can. Cons- I think clearly there are aspects of my personality that are um, get, kind of get deeper are informed by the patriarchy and the kind of like being led to this point by circumstances outside my control. But I think about it all the time. I have to think about that. And it's not, some people say, now that I have a daughter, I think differently. Yeah. I don't think differently, but I see the world differently. Yeah. Because I see it through her eyes in a, different, in a different way. I don't know, really. I think the world has been pretty shitty towards women. For, for my lifetime
0: yeah you know, I mean it's not everything's changed you know I, I'm not sitting here as like a victim of it I don't want to be a woman comedian I, I could not do what you do you're right you need balls of steel that I would crumble but I, I think that's
1: you that's not indicative of, of, of women though is it I mean
0: yeah no but I think th- it's nice to see these changes coming there are more women comedians but I just wonder if because because of these jokes if that might have been what has made it difficult for women previously
1: i know what you know what it's the thing that people talk about a lot in comedy and no one really knows why yeah some theories are that um when you're starting out as a comedian you're not getting paid well it's a lot of late nights on your own you know it's not Mm -hmm. it's not safe for a man or a woman but sometimes men are foolhardy or, or or whatever yeah um there's another nice theory as well that perhaps women don't need to show off as much as men.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of jokes are written by women, especially like Channel 4 or Alan Carr's jokes, Jimmy Carr's jokes. Yeah. Honestly, women. Did yeah,
1: one know? of the be- yeah, one of the best uh, TV- writers in TV comedies, Christine Rose. She's she's stunning. She writes a lot of stuff for TV. And yeah, she doesn't need to that you know, there's perhaps that's a theory. Um I don't know. I, 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 why are there more men builders? Why are there more male uh, radio presenters? Why are there more yeah. uh, male bus drivers? You know, yeah. why are there more female... That's it, just some assistants?
0: industries are going to be more... Yeah, and it's changing, money. isn't it? Yeah, and, it, yeah, and it, 100%, yeah, it's changing. Yeah. It's more women are now working than, than what would have done yeah. previously. But there,
1: there is an insidious <clears> kind of... like Sometimes people will go, women are not funny, are they? And I disagree, women are funny.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. So what if your daughter said to you... Daddy, I want to be a comedian. Oh, not daddy, because she's the older. One. Daddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Do you know I find one
1: of the creepiest things is when old people, old people in the twenties, call their dad daddy.
0: Yeah. It's, it's uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mummy, daddy, daddy, daddy. On, mate, it? Yeah. <laughs> and in a baby
1: voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's
0: not healthy.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I need to talk about something else then, which is not appropriate. But um, do, But you know me. that phrase when people use that phrase. Use that, uh, <laughs> what a weird thing to yeah, think about that. Like, Especially uh. if
0: you've got kids though anyway. Yeah yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
1: I think she I think she might actually. Oh really? Yeah, I think she's got the chops to be a comedian. Really? She she's funny, she's you've gotta be self-aware. Uh you've got to be able to take a joke, uh only to a certain point. <laughs> Uh, you you gotta be have a thick skin and she's got all those. I think she's quite interested in the acting and that and and doing stuff. So she does a lot of that. She's quite funny. So if she said to me I want to be a stand up comedian, or or if my son did, I'd say yeah. Yeah, why not?
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: You know why this always makes me laugh when people go, God I won't let my kids do this. Why are you doing it then?
0: Yeah. Why are you
1: if you don't want your kids to do it, why are you doing it? Are you less important than your kids? Do something else. So she might do, but I think I'd like her to get I'd like her to go to university. I'd like her to get a degree and you know, she's quite ambitious. She wants to go to Oxford or Cambridge. She's like oh, really?
0: that's what she's saying. I love that.
1: So you don't say, Oh, you'll never do that, you just have to go, Okay <laughs> Okay, we'll see, we'll we'll deal with that when it comes if it, it, it might be that she does, you know, you never know. Yeah, she um does. she's quite she loves school, she loves reading, she loves books, you know.
0: I love your approach to parenting. And uh, sorry, I am just getting loads more questions now. No. So what so obviously you was on fitness nights and all the rest of it, but what are you doing right now? No You've, so you've got long so tour. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then I'm trying to... Um, s- I'm going to be 50 next year. Mm. I know, it sounds weird, doesn't it? going to be 50 yeah. next year. And over the last couple of years, some things have happened to me where I've uh, taken stock of my life. Like I had my hip replaced about three years ago because I had a bad hip when I was little. Uh-huh. And so there's hip replacement, and I've lost. It look like i but I've lost quite a bit. of Weight. I've lost about four, four and a half stone. Wow. So I'm still doing that, and I'm still trying to lose weight. Still In how long? Over oh, about two or three years. That's yeah. Amazing, so I'll go lifting weights now and things like that, and doing different stuff, and and that. And I'm I'm like constantly trying to self-improve, like every so aspect is this of my where life. You
0: stop the drinking. And yeah. Yeah. All at the same time.
1: Different things. You know, different things over a period of time. So. Living a bit cleaner, you know, not drinking, not turning the telly on for no reason. That's a big thing for me. Stop just turning the telly on and just trawling. Do more reading, do more writing, try to do different things. So, and then my ultimate, my, my my ambition is. I've got two things. I'd like to put. I've got a play that I'm writing that I'd like to put on. So that's that's quite What's exciting. What's that about? Come uh, yeah, I mean, it's about the idea is when people get together and they're about to commit to each other for for life. Uh, often, uh, the common um, concep- misconception, I think, is that we want to know about each other's histories and our sexual histories.
0: And, yeah.
1: You know, I think what's more interesting is who were all the people you wanted to, but you never did.
0: Oh, right. Because those are skeletons That's that are not very even good. in your cupboard. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to know my, my partner's history, to be honest. But. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. I what about the infection? people that you wish he had and he hadn't? Yeah, but then you imagine, yeah, you'll compare yourself from that, oh my Exactly, God. yeah, yeah, so that's the kind of idea about <laughs> that. I am not that. That person.
1: I like, I'm really interested in the idea of uh, of commitment and what that means. And
0: Have you had this conversation with you, wife? No,
1: I'm not married, I'm not married. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, we're together, we've been right. together for a long time, but I got, we've both been married before, but we're not married. Not to each other, to other people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, trying oh, to
1: confuse the situation so that and then I really would really would like to write a, an audience sitcom to be filmed in the north of England in front of a live studio audience a blue collar working class like sitcom which I think the country's screaming out for
0: what do you mean like that?
1: so an audience sitcom so recording in front of a live audience the kind of friends kind of you know right, yeah. joke every every 15 seconds kind of thing multi-camera what they call so they film it in a studio you know Um but with, like, a northern kind of aspect to it.
0: Yeah, and the North's getting really popular now. Do you not know think over kind of, the last five to ten years, then people are more accepting of accents. You're hearing more about yeah, it on yeah, yeah. TV. Well, you don't
1: have to change your accent anymore, you used yeah. to Yeah. Like, I think I was sort of like, you know, my generation of comedians didn't have to move to London, which was, you know, good for us, because the comedy scene up here was really good. And that's because of people like Peter and Steve Coogan and Carolina Hearn and... It yeah. kind of made it so you didn't have to go to London and change yourself. So
0: before that, then the people would have done it. Yeah, know, people much, have to move Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much yeah. before that, that Yeah, Michael Palin
1: in Monty Python's from Sheffield. And, you know, that's kind How of, right. you know, it's a, it's a, you know, but you wouldn't know that, would you? You, you know. Um, yeah. So that's, so I'd like to write a sitcom. And we got very, I have had two series on Radio 4 of a thing that I wrote about, it's called Everyone Quite Likes Justin. And it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it almost got made into a TV programme. We got really close to it. Oh, really? And that's like that's been my biggest disappointment that we didn't jump over that hurdle.
0: What? What? Sorry, I've not listened to that, Justin. What's that about
1: then? Uh, it's about Justin. It's me. What about you? Yeah. And uh gets divorced and he has to move in with his gran. Did and that it's... happen? No, 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 no. <laughs> but it's, it's funny. No, it
0: is funny. So it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a listen. Can we still listen?
1: It's on Radio 4 Extra quite often, so try and find it. I'm sure it'll be... Out there somewhere. Or you can buy it, I reckon. I don't know.
0: And, uh, well, yeah. And um, you was really uh, another question. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm just going to keep you here forever. But another thing I wanted to ask you, I know you started on the podcast scene yeah. really early, much earlier than anybody else. Yeah. What? Um. Why, why, why did you want to do that? Well, What's your it? opinion on it?
1: Well... Funnily enough, at the time of recording, I'm about four weeks having done one, which is really bad because I've been back on it properly. Right. It's just a great way of kind of uh, content. You know, it's very good for me. I don't get on television a lot. So for me, giving the fans, make sure that, that the listeners here can see me doing the air fingers, <laughs> the quotes. So your fans have got something. So if you're giving something to them every week, podcast is really good. It's a way of... Um, of letting know where you are and that sort of thing and people love podcasts
0: um, yeah.
1: I sort of dipped out of it and then I came back and I've not been interested since I've been on tour I've not recorded one because I've not been with anybody I've been on my own oh, right, I've been yeah. travelling on my own I've been quite lonely no. so I, I, you've reminded me really I'm out of the habit what I would have done when I first arrived here I would have had a chat with you for five minutes just with my phone going like that backwards and forwards Yeah, and then that would have been it and that's what it is it's snippets a, a week every week so yeah it's been good that it's been like that's the one thing that people always mention when they see me and different characters that are in it. Like that, the pe- my mate Trevor's on it a lot, and my daughter's on it. A lot. She's called she was called Little Miss Morehouse, and then mm-hmm. she didn't like she didn't want to be called that, so she was called Miss Morehouse. And then for a bit, we started calling her Janet. We made a name for her, <laughs> and now she's called the artist formerly known as Janet. <laughs> so it's like these running little running jokes. Yeah, and yeah, my, I love that. My missus is called the current potential second Mrs. Morehouse. <laughs> And my son uh, was just in junior for years, but then when he turned 21, he had a grand unveiling of his name. So now he's, he's, his real name's on there. he's called Barney. So he's he's, he's on there as himself now. Oh, so right.
0: oh, what's that's an honour.
1: Yeah, he like no, he he chose. Yeah, he chose. Yeah. So oh, so yeah. Sweet. So really, if, in conclusion, <laughs> yes. uh, Here's my advice to anybody who's, who's looking for some advice to do anything. Yeah. Is if you can do something that you love, that's brilliant. Whatever you decide to do, you've got to work hard at it. And thirdly, it's never too late to change your mind.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, that. if you
1: find something and you're not enjoying it, you can always do something else. Yeah. You can always do something else.
0: Yeah, just don't be stuck. And no.
1: Some of it. the best people I know change their minds at things. My mate Alfie Joey, he was a priest. Then he became a monk and then he had enough of that. He became a toy demonstrator. <laughs> then a comedian in Harrods, <laughs> demonstrating toys. Then he became a comedian, an actor. He's very good at that. And for the last 10 years, he's hosted The, re- the Breakfast Show on BBC Newcastle. And now he does TED Talks on that the idea of changing lanes.
0: Right, yeah, that is nuts. That is, yeah. That Every is 10 years, nasty. he's changed his life. Yeah. So he does that
1: sort of thing. So he's an interesting guy. And I, I kind of like hold him in high regard for that sort of thing. Yeah. But you can always, you know, some of the best people were something, and then became something else. You know, we're all, Hopefully you we're all, we're gonna be dead. we will all be dead by the time we're hundred. Yeah. So you might as well make the most of it, aren't you? Do what
0: you can. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Well, Justin, thank you so much. Thank for you. Number one, it's been amazing, insightful. I think our listeners will take something from your advice. As
1: well. Thanks very much. If you want tickets for my tour, you can get them
0: justinmorehouse.com. Thanks for listening. Please remember to visit www.micaela-wayne.co.uk. Today's podcast has been brought to you by WeConnect Construction, a lead generation website for the construction industry. Check it out, www.weconnectconstruction.co.uk. It's decent. Subscribe to the podcast, leave your feedback, and don't troll.